that costs too much money. It's too expensive. What are the biggest sales objections you and your team are getting all the time that blocks the big sale? Or when do you know that you lose someone and they ghost you? I'll tell you why. It's because you're not asking enough questions up front. And that's what this episode is all about. Gathering the data so that you can present the right information and you don't feel like selling. You don't get into that yucky mode, but people are pulled into you experiencing that moment where they say, wow, I already know I want to work with you. How do we start working together? I've been looking for someone just like you for a long time. Marisa? I don't have the cash flow right now. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. How about I'm not going to pay $10,000 or $15,000 or $20,000 for a virtual program. I expect to have something where I'm showing up in person. What's the return on investment? Ah, one of the favorite ones. And the answer to this is not what you think it is. What people want and what they need are two different things. Here's how you can pull someone into a place where their hearts and their minds and their wallets open up without the experience feeling yucky, contrived, and in a way that you and your salespeople have a consistent, reliable message that's easy to remember, easy to implement, and brings people in. And thank you for making the sale. All that and more on this episode of Capability Amplifier. Welcome to another episode of Capability Amplifier. In this episode, I have something super awesome for you, and I have someone super special for you too. And if you've ever been in a situation where you have a sales team or you do sales or are engaging with clients and you're wondering, how do I create a situation or a circumstance where a right fit, perfectly fit person shows up and says, I already know I want to work with you. I've been looking for someone just like you for what seems like forever. How do we start working together? That's the equivalent of I love you in sales world. The biggest challenge that most businesses have is their messaging is off trying to consistently have a great sales message that gets someone to enroll, raise their hands, be pre-qualified, and be able to repeat that over and over again. And if you have a sales team, knowing that your sales team actually says the same thing, tells the same stories, what would it be like to be able to provide that and have them prepared with responses and reactions to all of the biggest objections to working with you? What would they be? Well, if you've got a sales team that stumbles and fumbles and struggles for a consistent sales message, I'm going to share today with you the deep psychology that has been proven to work. It's the same exact system that I am actually building inside Strategic Coach with Dan and his team, part of what we call the Free Zone Frontier Program. I have someone super special with me today who's going to be performing the interview, who's prepared all the questions. Some of these, I don't even know what they are yet. And some of them, I do know what the questions are. And I'm actually going to be performing and responding in real time so that you can learn how this works and how you can use it in your own business. But there's also something else really cool. It's something that you'll be able to model in your own business as well. Now, I already alluded to the fact that there's someone special with me today. Her name is Marisa Brassfield. You may know her because she worked with Peter Diamandis for years, helping build the Abundance 360 community. Uh, a while ago, she left that organization. She decided to evolve and grow and build her own career outside of this. And we decided to start working together. So together, we have the Superpower Accelerator. It's a boutique where we help people build their brands and their platforms. But enough about me. Let me bring on Marisa Brassfield. Marisa, welcome. Hi. 
Thank you so much, Mike. It's a treat. Uh, I love Strategic Coach. I love helping entrepreneurs articulate and share their unique genius. Uh, So I'm really pumped for this conversation. Me too. We've been talking about doing this for a long time. And uh, just full disclosure, part of the reason we're doing this is we're actually building this podcast. It's this training content. It's a way to practice um, the reactions and objections. If you've been someone who's been thinking about joining Coach, well, you're going to learn an awful lot about it as a result. But also, again, this is something that you can model and share with your sales team as well. So I think we'll talk more about what we're doing and why we're doing it. But why don't we just dig in so people can sample this without any further delays? What do you say? I love it. But before we get in, there is one concept um, that is super important, and it's leverage. I'd love if you could kick off by talking about the Dan Sullivan question, the DOS conversation, and how you can gain leverage with this very, very simple framework. Oh, I'm so glad you did that. So let's begin. If you're in a situation where you needed to make a sales conversation, a sales call, and someone contacted you or you met them, this doesn't matter if it's live, it's virtual, it can be online. In fact, I use this when people apply to work with us, for example. The Dan Sullivan question or the R-Factor question is simply, if you and I were to meet three years from today, what needs to happen in your life personally and professionally for you to feel satisfied with your progress? Now, there are variations of that question, but this will enable you to get into the head and the psyche of your individual that you're talking to and learn a lot about them and their values, what matters, and truly understand Um, where they are in their evolutionary state. So if you're talking to someone who is already financially successful and secure, they're going to have very a very different answer to as to someone who is a first-time entrepreneur, maybe fresh out of college, in debt, or dealing with discovering themselves and their identity. And there's another aspect of this that's really, really important because um, when you are armed with this information and you are provided with it, it enables you to direct the, the the sales conversation after that. So let's just call that number one. And everyone at a Strategic Coach has taught this. I teach it to everyone that I work with as well. And um, the book, The Dan Sullivan Question, is something I highly recommend you get your hands on. And it really revolves around this. So the part two of your question is the DOS conversation. So uh, what Dan teaches in the DOS conversation, and again, every single person at Strategic Coaches um, taught to ask this, and this is in the sales team, for example. So they'll ask, okay, what are the dangers that you and your business are facing right now? What opportunities are in front of you that you either cannot take advantage of or you wish you could or um, can't because you don't have the right team, you don't have the right resources, um, you are um, uh, don't have uh, maybe capital or the capabilities to take advantage of those. And then um, the S, which is what strengths do you have? Um, and these are these are elements that could become either your unique abilities, something that differentiates you and your business. And again, know that these are personal and business as well. You can alternate and ask these questions. Now, when you have answers to those questions, again, DOS being dangers, opportunities, and strengths, and I will tell you that there are variations of these. So if you read this, I know I'm not describing them word for word as uh, Dan may describe them. But um, so again, 
you can adapt this for your own environment. But when you have this information, continuing the sales conversation becomes much, much easier. But at this point, I do what I always do, which is defer to Marisa and ask you, is there anything else that I maybe left out or forgot that we should use to clarify this a little bit further before we get into the meat and potatoes of overcoming big objections? Oh, that was great. Um, by, by starting the conversation around having the client, uh, the lead, the prospect talk through their goals and their aspirations, you can really, as you said, personalize that narrative so that it's most unique and relevant, which we're going to do right now. So um, let's start with the objections. You ready? Yeah, I'm all set. So shoot. And again, just to frame this a little bit for anyone who's not familiar with what's going on, um, Marisa and I do this all the time when we work together, when it's time to create content, we just create a big list of stuff. And I basically perform that and I channel um, through the lens of the salesperson or the ex the professional. And then I also do my best to channel the recipient, or in other words, who is the audience that we want to receive? And this is how we craft and create messages when we're working with someone. And this is exactly what we're doing with Strategic Coach right now for our free zone project. So go for it. Okay, here's the first objection. This costs too much money. This is expensive. All right. So the way I open this up is I say, well, expensive compared to what? And what we always find is price is never an objection. Now, in the case of strategic coach, there is an investment and there are multiple tiers or levels involved. So what I ask them right away is um, I want to create a contrast frame right away. So I would say, what would it be worth to you if you could increase the prices of your products and services or simplify de the delivery train up people who could who's who could take care of the house in your business so you don't have support costs or if you had a self-managing company what would that be worth to you um another one that i will do and this is um really really powerful is I call it an imagination frame. So I would ask them, and part of this is you want to create a um, effectively like a box, a rule set that that individual's brain can fit within. Okay, human beings, even though we think we want freedom, we want choice. Very few people actually want true freedom because it forces them to be in a leadership position. And most people are frankly afraid of that. So what I would say is, Imagine right now if you came to Strategic Coach and you got all the information and resources you needed to get two extra days freed up to spend with your family. Do the things that matter most. Maybe get in shape, um, lose some extra pounds, go fishing. And at this, of course, I will have asked them, you know, what are the things that you love to do the most during your pre-frame call? And then be able to use this time to work on your business instead of in your business, what would that be worth to you? All right. So when I gave you the other example, which would be if you could um, increase the prices, if you could simplify the delivery, I will. Um, what I'm doing is trying to appeal to the individual, in other words, our target prospects' um, value system. In other words, their 
money value, because that's what they think their their life is all about, especially if they're in a space of scarcity. And again, I'm going to learn that when I ask the DOS question. But uh, going back to the other frame, which is about time off, freedom, freedom from and freedom to being able to work on instead of in your business, what would it be worth right now? And again, I would have asked questions about uh, their family, for example. How old are your kids? Uh, does your wife ever or your spouse ever complain that you're not spending enough time with him or her? Do they uh, nag you? Uh, is there frustration in your marriage? You know, And again, I have to make sure I've got rapport, but these are questions that you can you can come up with if you do the DOS conversation up front, which are what are the dangers? I might say, just tell me a little bit, you know, what's your marriage like right now? Um, when's the last time you had a vacation? How long did you take that vacation? Um, if you had two weeks, where would you take your spouse right now? That might be something I, I would ask ahead of time. So again, the more information I gather in rapport, the more I can then set them up um, a little bit later with uh, what would life be like. Now, here's another um, thing that I will uh, come up with. I'll say, if you had to share with me the number of clients and customers that you have that you absolutely love, what percentage of them are people you genuinely love, your team loves, you enjoy working with them, um, they're complaint-free, they're simple and to deal with, and uh, if you had five more just like them, or 10 more, or 50 more, or 5,000, whatever the scale of your business is, that you'd be happy as a clam forever. Now, the reason I do that is I say, um, do you wish you had higher quality customers who paid you more, complained less, and showed up ready to do business right now? And um, when I ask them what percentage are like that, I'd say, what would that be worth to you? And I also ask them money questions. What's the average spend of your perfect ideal customer? How much time do you spend on the ones that are the most frustrating? And uh, the bottom line is, by the time we're done with this conversation, um, what I want to tell them, and this is where I, I call it an identity close. So I might say, now, earlier you told me, so again, let me let me set up the scenario for you, Marisa, because um, uh, by this time, I've, again, I've gathered enough information. I do it in rapport. It's a conversation, not a narrative. But I would um, say to them, so let me get this straight. What you told me is um, if you could double the price of your products and then simplify the delivery, and you told me that approximately 10% of your clients are what you are what you consider perfect clients, and if we could double that, just double it in a year, what would that be worth to you? Just give me a round figure, you know, and they can usually come up with a number. And then, if we're comparing, like, okay, let's say that's two hundred and fifty thousand or five hundred thousand dollars, and the investment in strategic coach is X, okay, I'll say that's five percent you know, is, you know, how do you, how do you feel about that? And if I still get resistance, I'm going to just say, I'll tell you something. If you, if, if I can, I'd like to be really transparent and just blunt with you. What, do I have permission to do that right now? 
And the person, of course, will say yes. And I'll go, here's what I found is if you're in a place where you have clients who are cheap and difficult to work with, I have found and scarcity minded, you get exactly who you deserve. You and your brand do. Your clients and customers are a reflection of who you are. And the conversations that you are unconsciously having energetically, what you're putting out, the words you use are a reflection of what's going on inside you. The same is true with your salespeople in any abundance minded entrepreneur who's successful and wealthy in a place where they are loving life and loving their business and loving their clients are people who are attracting people because of the conversations and words and what they send out there. So if you're arguing about money right now, or you've got clients who are doing it, the first place to begin is to start by changing yourself. And what I can tell you is once you are working inside a strategic coach, you're going to find, first of all, you're around an amazing group of abundance-minded, like-minded individuals a community that cares and you're able to communicate and share um, great strategies and tactics. But more importantly, that's just being around these people that is going to rub off on you. Your behaviors, your speech patterns, your language patterns will shift and change. And you will bring that back into your business and also into your family. And your family's going to notice something different, not to mention the fact that you're going to find yourself with one extra day a week is very, very common in just a short period of time, and it will extend beyond that. So that's basically the framework. And I know I kind of jumped all over the place, but that conversation will depend a little bit based upon the results of the DOS conversation. So we could structure that, and that's, of course, what we're doing with Coach right now. Um, I'm going to give you one little bonus idea. You ready for this one? Of course, let's go. Okay. So the best way to answer a question like that is with a story about a real person who's just like them. Okay. So um, I probably should have started with this in hindsight, but, you know, we're recording this live. But what I'd say is, you know what? That's a really common objection that I hear. And it's totally normal. But let me share a story with you about Jim. Now, Jim is someone who's been with us for three years now at Strategic Coach. And by the way, this is based on a real life story. And it's important that you have real stories about real transformations that took place in your business. But back to Jim. So Jim came to us. He had the same same challenge. He said, look, this is too much money. It's expensive. And um, when he came in, I asked him these same questions. I asked him about what dangers and he's facing in his business right now. Cash flow was the primary one. The fact that he didn't have time, he was too busy, didn't want to travel. His wife was nagging him all the time about being gone so often. And um, he really felt like he was missing a lot of activities that his kids had. He's got an eight-year-old and, a, and an 11-year-old. And he was in a lot of pain because of that. And so um, he did join Coach, and he spent six months with this. He walked away with just two ideas. And I remember he, him coming to me the next quarter, and he said, look, I'm not sure this is working for me. I'm not making more money. Um, and I probed a little bit, and what I found was he was taking off every single Friday. 
He's making the same amount of money, but his wife was happy. He was seeing his kids. He was a heck of a lot more relaxed, and he had lost 20 pounds. And the whole point of the story is sometimes the thing that you think you want isn't what you need. And unless you have a coach presenting tools and resources that you didn't even know existed and a new way of thinking, um, what you really need is what they see that you are unable to see. And the reason you're stuck in the pattern you are in the frustrated situation of not having enough money and thinking things are too expensive is because you're trying to solve the wrong problems with the wrong investment. And that's why coaches need coaches. And it's why you need to be around an abundance-minded community of like-minded entrepreneurs who are dealing with the same challenges that you are and the ones that you don't even notice and you don't even see. That actually, in hindsight, is what how, how I would open up my response to that individual. Boom. Well, if you're listening, you basically had five different ways to approach the answer to that question. And of course, we like the, the last one for uh, best. Let's go to the next one. I don't have the cash flow right now. That is awesome. Now, anytime you're providing a professional service, again, the first response would be um, have a story about a real person that you've worked with. Say, let me tell you about uh, Jackie. Jackie's another person that uh, came to coach. And uh, this is a very common story that we hear. They come to the first meeting and they just get used to the language because there's like a, a, a coach language that you learn. You learn Dan speak and you get exposed to some tools. Um, you learn uh, entrepreneurial time management, for example. You might learn the R factor question, the DOS question. You might learn how to create an impact filter. Again, you might not have ever heard of these, but they're tools that help you get from where you are to where you want to be. But let's get back to Jackie. So Jackie came in and she had been in a vicious cycle for three years um, where she had been suffering from cash flow issues. Um, always working on and not in her business. She couldn't walk away um, because she was required for everything and completely stuck in a loop and suffering from burnout. And the bottom line is she, again, walked away after just the second meeting with two ideas, two strategies that she, she was able to bring in that um, increased her cash confidence. Again, that is a Dan speak for your ability to attract and retain money, but also understand where your biggest check is coming from. And again, she was so close to the business she was in, she didn't see the big picture. But by having a new magnifying glass, a new lens that came from learning a new language, she walked away with just two ideas and um, her cash flow challenge went away. So if where you are right now is in a cash flow crunch, you can't afford not to make this investment, especially if cash flow is a challenge that you see and are stuck in on an ongoing basis, whether it's been for months or years or decades. And a lack of cash confidence, a lack of income is a habit. It's a behavior that you unconsciously learn. And if you're like any entrepreneur or business owner, what you're going to find is we're all on an entrepreneurial roller coaster and keeping your head on straight is the first game you've got to win. You've got to just be able to not be bothered 
by these things that are ongoing challenges and realize that what you really need are strategies, tactics, support, and coaching. And that's the only way you're going to get out of this loop. And that's one of the things that Strategic Coach provides. And if we back out of this, you'll notice that none of what I shared with you is uncommon psychology. Everyone suffers from the same challenge. And it doesn't matter what you're selling right now. If you just take these language patterns um, and use them. And one of the things that we're going to make sure we give you is um, this is an audio. It's also a video on YouTube. And in the description, we're going to give you a link to the transcript that you can download. So if you just head on over to um, either capabilityamplifier.com and uh, find this episode, there you'll, uh, you can download the link. Or uh, one of the things that you can also do is find our channel on YouTube. And this particular one, I'm going to just tell you right now, can be found at paidforlife.com slash sales objection. Okay. Paidforlife.com slash sales objection. You can get the downloadable link for our transcript with all of this stuff inside it. All right, Marisa, next. A lot of business owners have virtualized and digitized their programs um, and are More wanting to still. Yeah. Well, yeah. right. True, true. But, you know, hopefully the listeners of Capability Amplifier have. Um, and they're wanting to still charge premium prices. So uh, this next objection is, well, I'm not going to pay in, let's say, five figures for a virtual program. Okay, great. And let's just contextualize this a little bit more. So in the case of Strategic Coach, Strategic Coach has existed now for around 35 years. Over 30,000 people, around 35,000, have gone through the program. At any given time, around 3,000 are in it. Um, who are business owners from all over the world. It attracts people. And I know for a fact, because we've worked with some of them, India, they literally fly in for a day from India to the United States, to Chicago, for example. There are people who fly in from South Africa. These are long, long flights, okay, from all over Europe, all over the world. And uh, Strategic Coach had never been virtualized until recently, and there wasn't a virtual program available. And the initial response would be, well, yeah, there is a big distinction. I'm not going to pay the same or make the same investment for a virtual program. They don't see the value. Now, so let's just, so the way you frame this is again with something we call a contrast frame. So someone would come back and say, I'm not going to pay $15,000 for a virtual program, for example. And by the way, strategic coach is not that expensive, just so you know. So what you'd ask them is, so let me ask you, what are the last three things that you invested $15,000 in? Okay. And you could ask this from a business perspective. So in your business, and what was the ROI? And what you do is you listen to them. And if you wanted to, you might even say, what are the last three things that you invested $15,000 in that you didn't get an ROI on? And what were the last three that you did get an ROI in? That gives you more information. And then what you do is you compare the results. So, uh, okay, great. So let's say, for example, they said, well, I hired this uh, marketing consultant and uh, it was a total waste of time, total waste of money. They didn't give us anything that they said they were going to. And they gave us a whole bunch of tactics that required a whole bunch of other people. And if we would have implemented it, it would have cost us another $60,000. Or they, we signed up and we got the B team. We didn't get the A team that they originally sold us. 
Or you maybe you got something that was super positive. Yeah, we did this direct marketing campaign. It just cost us $7,000. They did this great job of creating a promotion, um, gave us a list. We sent it out and we booked enough business to get a $250,000 uh, return on investment. I'm like, that's awesome. 7,000 bucks, 250 grand back. I hope you're doing that every single month, right? Um, but what you do then is you'd say, great. So you've clearly invested and gotten an ROI. And again, ideally, you'd open up the response with a story. Let me tell you a story about someone who, um, you know, again, uh, felt the exact same way you did. And what I usually like to do is um, be able to say, yes, I understand exactly how you feel. And that's the way someone else just like you felt, too. But what they found is after attending or going through or, um, you know, attending any, an event um, that one introduction to another individual, one relationship ended up becoming a joint venture opportunity where they worked together and they produced a half million dollars in income and revenue. Okay. That would be fine for money, but the, uh, and that would be a money response. But what I really like to do is flip the script and give them a big benefit psychologically, which again had something to do with freedom. And in the world of strategic coach, Dan talks about freedom of time, freedom of money, freedom of purpose, and freedom of relationship. Exactly. And a connection, a relationship is more valuable or an experience is more valuable than almost anything. So I like to give them uh, a vision of what the future can be like. So this is another frame we call the future paced vision. So I reference their goals that may have come from the DOS conversation, the dangers, the opportunities or strengths or from their R factor or the Dan Sullivan question. And, I, and I'll say, so I want you to imagine for a moment that if you could get X in just six months, how would that impact your relationship with your spouse, your relationship with your children, your relationship with your body, your sense of purpose, your sense of uh, contribution? So... I'm going to talk to their value system there. Again, this is not black and white. It's not about dollars and cents. It's never about the money. It's about a perception. And so just to, to make this completely connected to the virtual program as opposed to physical, um, here's how I would respond through a story, which was, look, I'm a strategic coach member too. I've been uh, f connected to and friends with um, Dan and Babs for 15 years. Uh, I've been a member of Strategic Coach for over five. And as soon as uh, we went virtual and we did some virtual events, I was afraid that these would become less intimate and people would be distracted. And I found exactly the opposite. Not only did I have a direct connection with Dan, I had a direct connection with all of the people and we did breakout meetings. I got to meet people I had never built a relationship before because in a physical room with 40 or 50 people, I can only connect with three or four per day when we're there. Here, I'm able to do these breakout rooms. I genuinely felt like I had an intimate connection with 12 people and we were able to chat with each other in between breaks, exchange some information and ideas, something I hadn't expected before, okay? So 
that's one which is the value of intimacy and connection and relationship. Second one is, let me ask you a question. So um, if you have to get in a plane and travel and show up and stay in a hotel and be prepared, you see, get, talk about the expense and the cost there. And right now I got to be careful because I don't want to talk people out of coming to the live events because they're awesome. But um, so what if you knew that by attending an event, you could double your productivity and double the value of your time. And that happened every time you did it. So in this case, again, um, no matter what, I can prov provide a contrast frame. So dealing with each one of these on the virtual event, you talk about the benefits of saving time and not having to travel and the fact that intimacy is actually really awesome. But when I get to the physical event, I'm going to talk about a different kind of intimacy. In this case, a physical event and connecting with real people has nuance that you couldn't possibly get in an online environment. So hopefully I didn't create uh, um, uh, confusion here, but you can see how we can pivot and be completely honest, completely transparent, no matter what the opportunity is. And uh, what's most important is you really need to be dialed into back to the DOS question and the Dan Sullivan question. I'm intimately connected with the challenges and the values of the person I'm talking to, and I appeal to those. Amazing. So you've, you've indirectly talked about how to counter an objection around return on investment, but sometimes people ask you directly, what's the return on investment? Mm -hmm. How would you answer that a little bit differently? Sure. Um, so first of all, I want to anchor on something they can't put a price tag on. And we've already done this a little bit, but uh, what I'd say is, Okay, let me ask you a question. Now, you've told me about your wife and your kids. And by this time, I'd have, I'd have, um, uh, I know who the, what the wife's name is, what the kids' names are, and their ages. And I have also asked some pleasure questions and some pain questions. And I may have asked, you know, like, when's the last time uh, you went on a long vacation with them? So um, I'd say, what is the value of, one free day a week that you could spend with your family, picking them up or being able to take your wife on a date where you knew you could leave your phones in the car, neither one of you are looking at them, and you wouldn't be bothered by anything work-related and be 100% absolutely present. When's the last time that happened? And what would your spouse say the value of that would be? Okay. Uh, when's the last time... Uh, you had two weeks off and again, didn't think about, didn't talk about, didn't have to check in with your work. What's the price of freedom? Now, here's an in interesting thing. Now, in the case of strategic coach, the average number of free days most strategic coach members say they have is, and Marisa, do you remember what the average is based upon some of the data we've gotten? I have a guesstimate, but I'm going to just check and see if you knew, know the exact amount. Gosh, I don't have the exact, I have a range though. Okay, go ahead and, and declare the range. Because again, I know after talking to three-year members and two-year members and also lifers, like Charlie, who's been there, I think 15 years now, Charlie Epstein. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So he takes off about 150 days a year. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. He he has a life of pleasure. And we could go in like the Katz brothers, for example, tremendous number of uh, days off a year. Um, but I know 
um, most people, by the time they're one or two years in, are taking off a day a week. That's the typical. All right. And you can either be applying that to earning more or investing in your body, your soul, your spirit, your, your marriage, your relationship with your children, things that you'll never get back. So that is a very, very powerful uh, contrast. And so here's another one is, is the value of peace of mind. So what would it be worth for you to know that no matter what the challenge is that you're facing, could be a major blow up in your business, loss of a major client, major event that could come on, a disturbance like the C word, that's COVID, um, but you had the mindset to weather your way through that without losing your cool or experiencing any fear, knowing that no matter what, you'll be just fine. Peace of mind. Okay, again, that's something that someone who would be arguing this probably wouldn't think of. So here are some of the other things that we do. Now, this is, again, from a strategic coach perspective. And it's important that uh, you're gathering transformations. You're always selling transformation, no matter what industry or business you're at. So let me directly answer your question, the return on investment. So first of all, you're going to learn new skills based upon proven principles that Dan Sullivan has that allow you to create a self-managing company so you have more freedom of time, money, purpose, and relationship. Again, tying it back to the values of the individual. Um, Here's another one that a lot of people don't think about, which is how much time do you spend right now feeling frustrated and bothered doing things you hate to do or you're not good at doing or you don't have team members who are capable of doing that? It feels like you're the mortar and you're filling in all the gaps. So if you knew you were spending the majority of your time in your unique ability, your superpower, and not in uncomfortable zones, okay? And then what if you knew that you could attract and retain high-quality who's, people who take on all the how challenges that drive you nuts right now, okay? And then uh, earlier today, and again, I'm going I'm to use this. So again, I'm, I'm going to use this. I call this an identity frame. So I'm going to ask a whole bunch of questions about their body, the state of the marriage, et cetera, et cetera. Earlier, you told me that you weigh about 25 pounds extra right now. What would it be worth right now to drop those 25 pounds because you had that extra time so you could invest more time in your body? Um, You told me that your spouse nags you on a regular basis because you can't get off the phone. You're, um, You're emotionally distant. You're not present even when you're there. So what if you were 100% there all the time because you had better mental tools? And you and I know you get 18 summers with your children. You're 8-year-old and 11-year-old. Let's just face it. You got 11 years left, 10 years left with your 8-year-old, maybe maybe 9, okay? And with your 11-year-old, maybe 6, maybe 7, okay? You'll never get those back. And what are you going to think in the future when you're 70 years old, okay? And if you've worked through basketball games, experiences, and vacations and not given your family the time they deserve, what's that worth? Now, the other thing that you could do is talk about the future paced value, which would be, what if you knew that you could prepare your your business for sale, have the systems in place, the people in place, so you had a self-running organization, and when you showed up, you were 100% in your unique ability in your superpower. 
And so you would be steering the boat, not having to paddle it every single day. What would that be worth to you? So that's the that was a lot of information. But I think, again, what it did is these are values-based. Anytime we're talking about these, what you want to do is, uh, I like bringing it back. Earlier, you told me that, okay, I bring this back to their identity because no one's going to say, I didn't say that, okay? That's a really, really important thing. I'm going to give you one more tip because I know we're getting to the point where we're going to wrap up this episode and we're going to do another one coming up. But what I like to do as soon as I finish uh, talking to someone is at the beginning of a conversation, and I love doing these, by the way, with Zoom. I hate using the phone when I do a sales enrollment. And the reason for that is I want to own your mind, your eyes, and your fingers. And if you're on the phone, most likely you're multitasking, which means I have none of them. If I don't have all of them, I have none of them. And I have found that I get almost zero resistance now to do a Zoom call. And in fact, I'm just going to go flat out say I refuse to do conversations that involved a sales or an enrollment unless it's over video. Um, if someone's not willing to make that time and make that investment, I know for a fact that they're going to be a PITA. You can imagine what that word stands for. It's a pain in the hoo-hoo. So... Um, uh, and next, what we covered here is, um, first of all, gathering the data using the Dan Sullivan question in the DOS conversation, dangers, opportunities, strengths. The That's too expensive. It never is. I don't have the cash flow. I'm not going to pay X for a virtual program or for that matter, it could be a real program. And what's the ROI? What's the return on investment? Those are some of the core things that people are going to come up with. And in another episode, we're going to talk about some more. So Marisa, you are awesome at summing things up through your lens. I'm curious what your big takeaways are so far. Well, this is all about understanding who you're speaking with, what their dreams are, their aspirations, where they're getting stuck, and then connecting those dots later on in the conversation so that the opportunity is always about them. It's never about the program. And uh, I loved some of the frames that you referenced, um, the identity frame, the future paced frame, um, the juxtaposition of price. It really never is about the money. And so using the Dan Sullivan R factor question, um, super excited to keep going because there are lots of objections left to cover, but even just these are going to help people so much. I agree. I agree completely. So um, here's where we can bring this ship into the harbor and what you can do right now. First of all, if you've enjoyed this experience and what you hear, first of all, share it with someone on your team or someone you know. Think of one or two people who can benefit from this conversation and learning these skills and capabilities. Let's give you that as number one. Number two is if you haven't subscribed to both the podcast at Apple Podcasts um, or on YouTube where the videos are, make sure you head on over there and uh, subscribe to them. That would be awesome. That way you'll get notified. Turn on the little ringer dinger on uh, YouTube to be reminded when a new episode comes out. And um, I already asked for referrals, but I'm going to ask for it again. Oh, I know what it is. Leave a review on Apple iTunes. Give this thing five stars if you think it's worth five stars. I certainly do. I wish I had this material when I was starting out. And also a comment because Dan and I read every single one of them. 
And as usual, you can always um, uh, go to Capability Amplifier and leave Dan and I an audio message as well. That's right on the home page. And I listen to and respond to every single one of them. So there's something that you learned in here that you absolutely love, or there's something that you don't exactly agree with, leave me a message. I'm an open book. Risa Brassfield, I appreciate you and I love you. Thanks for being here. Amazing. Thank you so much. Love you too. All right. We'll see you in the next episode of Capability Amplifier. Thank you so much for listening and watching. Mm-hmm.